Welcome to the Nightbird Radio Podcast. I'm Timothy Saylor, and I'm going to be your host this evening as we sound out the subconscious, navigate the nocturnal, and explore the farthest reaches of our experience. Coming at you from the back of an 86 Dodge Ram van on the rolling foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains in the Great Forest, deep in the heart of the Kali Yuga. This is Radio for the Hauntological Turn. This episode of the Nightbird Radio Podcast has been brought to you by Brett Cowie and Zamboni Funk. Thank you so much for your generous support. To become a sponsor, go to www.nightbirdpodcast.com. And welcome back, Nightbirds. It's great to have you back, and it's great to be back. This week, I was joined by Natalia Forty. Natalia is a divinatrix, writer, artist, spiritist, and deck designer. We talked about engaging in constant conversation with spirit, her healing journey, divination versus spirit consultation, and how to know which one is right for the job. We talked about living in the yes, returning to alignment, the shadow web of the archons, and the living field, being Frodo in the age of Sauron, returning to harmony, Cyprianic cardamancy, the process of designing her own deck, and much, much more. So without further introduction, let's get to the conversation. Okay. So it's like um it's like you're born with the with like the world of death on you. Exactly, exactly. And exactly. And this has shown up in, you know, in, oh my god, in numerous occasions cuz you know, I I used to be more active before the pandemic in um, spiritist circles here. Um, I used to be in a house and then I got, I got baptized um, in uh, 21 divisions, which is like a Dominican um, branch of uh, voodoo. It's very contentious. They're like, no voodoo here. It's not voodoo. It's 21 divisions, whatever. Yeah. It's voodoo, but you know, in Spanish, <laughs> but right. there's still, there's still Creole words and, and all that stuff. Um, so, and through all of this, it just, it surfaces again, you know, and it's like, how can I not believe in fate? How can I not believe that we're all fated to live certain things through our past lives, through trauma, um, that, you know, the ancestors that, uh, in a way they come with us when we're born, you know, it's like, yeah, definitely. you know, like, okay, certain ancestors are like, okay, let's this here, we are here, you know, and maybe, um, like maybe another example for him talking about, you know, my husband is like, he has certain ancestors with him that go with his, that align with his qualities and virtues and all that. Um, but with me, I can't help but believe, but, you know, feel that fate is a thing. It, it is a thing. Like you are fated to live certain experiences and, and not just live because I think this is where it catches a lot of people and makes them uncomfortable with fate is like, Oh, I'm screwed. You know, I'm fated and I'm going to be stuck here. And no, that's not the point. The point is transformation. The yeah. point is to, to, to transform yourself, your, 
whatever you're born with, whatever you're fated with and transform that, you know, like the clay, thinking about the clay, you transform that into something else so that at the end, when you get, you know, when, when death comes to pick you up, it's now you've turned, you've, it's something has been transformed in you and in all the use that make you, you. And so you go on to whatever next step, however, you know, the next side, the other side, the, yeah. the, the farthest shore. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I love it. So like, yeah. So when you talk about, um, um, the ancestral stuff i sometimes think that like we're just made of different pieces of all of them right and that they like i agree <laughs> right like i agree i got this piece of from here and this piece from here and we're i'm kind of like put together and in a way there's like a there's a will behind that like the will of my ancestors is that these parts need are to be expressed in this time i agree and i totally agree and so like but it's interesting, right? Because I'll just take the I'll just take the the other side just for the sake of conversation of the fate fate discussion and say that but isn't so in the example of your husband, isn't him striving to make his own fate part of his fate? <laughs> like exactly that creates it, right? Exactly, yeah. And not to talk about him when he's not here, you know what I mean? You'll you'll have to like <laughs> tell him that we did this, but <laughs> no, but I mean it can apply to anyone, you know that yeah. And That's just who this, we were talking about with the this discussion. This makes but, yeah. a lot of people uncomfortable, it and or a lot of people that I encountered because it's the you know, and this might have to do, and I'm just like I'm maybe blabbering or whatever, I don't know, but this might have to do with the whole idea of um, what are the the words human exceptionalism or progress? These ideas mm. that you just keep going. You know, you make, you trailblaze your own self. And it's like, no, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see what you're like, saying. Yeah. You're, it's not like you're, no, that's a little delusional, especially at this stage. I mean, look, look at all this. Look, look at what, you know, what we're going through. Is this, is this progress? Because I, no, no, that's not the, that's not the point. Like that's, I think. It makes you humble to realize that we're all in some way faded, predisposed. We have certain qualities. And once we realize that, we can look in the mirror, like Michael Jackson says. Yes. <laughs> I'm so corny. And no, then, you're good. And then, you know, look in the mirror and say, hey, this is what I have. This is what I'm born with. What's let's walk, let's do this. Let's learn to, you know, relate with all these parts of me. Let's learn to, you know, the ancestors engage with the ancestors, um, have relationships with them, you know, to, to flourish all of us together. And that's how you transform. And that's how you take your faith and you say, okay, what, what am I here? What, why am I not that there's some big reason? Why am I here? I'm going to, you know, I'm, King Arthur going to pull the sword from the rock. No, not like that. But what am I here? What is my place? And then find that place and then start, you know, working that, that terrain, you know, not, not yeah. working, you know, planting seeds, tending, 
tending to it, nourishing, all that stuff. And that's how you transform, you know, this these negative ideas around fate and whatever negativity you're born with, you know, because nobody's perfect. Nobody's like this shining crystal. I think the great example of it for me is something like um, prophecy and how yeah. it can go different ways. And I yeah. think that we can actually apply that to acting through our fate. So, because there's like skillful ways to do it and unskillful ways to do it. Say, like, say, for instance, my fate is to surrender. Yeah. Well, I can surrender in different ways. I can curl yeah. in a ball and yeah. like hide from the world, or yeah. I can surrender and submit myself to something greater than myself. Yeah. Um, and it's in some sense of, you know what I mean? Like that. There's I good ways to do it almost like I'm yeah. maybe not putting it in the best terms, but like no, I know that can be transmuted of, into the highest form of yeah. that concept. But go ahead. I think of like since I've been I've been recently like studying a lot of um uh, Taoism and all that, I think of the way, you know, the great thoroughfare. And it's and it's just and it's it's that. You know, if you're going to surrender, you surrender. It's like um, the, the the idea, I think it's a way of a non-action. You know, it's a surrender, but it's not a surrender where you just like curl up in a ball. It's like you allow yourself to just be. To be a know? channel too, right? Exactly. It helps to flow through to be you. a channel to walk, whatever the moment, because it's, it's, it's kind of hard to explain really. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it's like every moment asks asks us for different things. So I am working the moment asks of me to work and I surrender. This moment asks of me to this. I have my child. This moment asks me for this. I surrender and I allow that to unfold. You know, it's like the moment itself, the terrain, the landscape, it's, it's a continual relating with the landscape and being aware of like the being, it's not even being aware of the moment. It's just being in the moment, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like being awake, allowing that to just unfold and not, not resisting, not surrendering. It's what does this moment ask of me? What, what am I here doing? <laughs> <laughs> navigation in a way right yeah. because it's like yeah. um if i'm a navigating a ship and i'm always yeah. fighting the wind and fighting the current what's gonna happen All right well like, I just, <laughs> but if i like flow with it i have to uh, i don't know yeah I, no, no no that's a good example yeah yeah then it's true it's it is like navigation you have to learn to um, and I'm not a navigator, but I like to think either. about it. <laughs> I like to think about it a lot. My last name is sailor. sailor. Does that count? But I love <laughs> to think about these kind of metaphors with the water. Uh, and it's like that. It's a lot. It's a continual conversation between this one steering the ship and all the people there. If you're in a big ship or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it's all in converse, continual conversation or relation, you know, you're conversing. Okay, the water's doing this, the wind is doing this. You're in constant conversation, just flowing all the time. You can't be presupposing things on the wind and the water and this. You can 
maybe predict some of it and kind of steer. But that same prediction is a conversation. You yeah, are it's just it's more data. And I exactly. hate to even use data, but like it is right. It's more yeah. info. It's more story. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's more converse. More converse. I just like to say conversation. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's like conversing with a different uh, thing. Many yeah. little conversations because it's mm-hmm. happening all the time, whether we're aware or not. It's not. It's not like okay, I'm going to decide to have conversation. No, it's happening. It's yeah. happening without. You knowing, you know, you wake up in the morning, all these little things. It's really hard to explain, actually, to be frank. See, my examples are very kind of uh, homey <laughs> because I'm, I spend a lot of time home. But um, when you wake up in the morning, how you feel in the morning, it all has to do with, you know, is it a rainy day, the wind, is it hot? Um, all these are like different conversations with the terrain, with the landscape. I like to say landscape. Um, and even though that also has baggage, but, um, the field, I guess is better. Uh, but all these little things and, and, you know, you go to the kitchen and then uh, think you're going to make something for breakfast. And there's all these little things are little conversations that adjust to us or, or not. To how the day will go or how we feel or how, you know, all these things. And it's all little conversations, you know, maybe a cat is like screaming outside the window and, you know, kind of jumped up or a dog barks and it's annoying you because you're trying to do, you know, it's all yeah. these little, I call it conversations because it's all these things, uh, influences, I guess you could, I call it conversations, but you can think of it as influences, but it's conversations because you are in your person and your spirits as well. You know, when you, you know, all these things you do when you move about in your daily life, it's constantly being, um, you know, in the great thoroughfare, it's being like it jiggled or, or moved or like this, depending on what's going on in the, in the field, you know, the neighbors, the wind, the sun, and all these, the people around you, the spirits, all that stuff. You know, you wake up sometimes and the house feels heavy or you're going to bed and you're like, I have this feeling that things feel kind of heavy. I need to maybe like do a floor wash, you know, or I need to do something or light some incense, light some candles. It's all a constant conversation and we're always, I think the art is to be attuned to it so that we're not, um, I don't know. So we're not in so much opposition. I think, think it should end. I, and not that it should end. Let me not say that. I think being in opposition is not, it leads to all of this, you know, opposed to, I'm going to, you know, human exceptionalism. Yes, I'm great. You're progressive. And then we cut down all the trees and have industrial farming and it's yes i'm dominating all this and it's no it's not about dominating it's about those little conversations and moving and flow with all of that that's that's how i see it (laughs) so i'm glad you you kind of got on that track because um it makes me think of reading cards yes and so we could kind of segue there i think that like we can read everything that way yeah, and, and like I think at first when I learned this, I sort of went a little bit crazy. But I think it's like you kind of have to to break yeah. something, you know? Yeah. 
to yeah. jostle something loose. Yeah. Um, did you have a similar experience when you, or maybe the better way to ask this is like, did you always think this way or did, did it come with some experiences or talk a little bit about that? Maybe like what? Oh, that's a very, I know it's a big question. Big question. <laughs> so in a way, in a way, in a way I can say yes. Uh, because I was raised very, I was raised by a single, but my father was taken to prison when I was seven and I saw it happen. So imagine the trauma of that. And, you know, at one in the morning, the cops came in, you know, and so I was yeah. raised in a very particular circumstances and, uh, and my mom would always, you know, we went to church a lot and uh, then we moved several times and it was three of us and it was very limiting what, what I had to access all the questions I had, you know, Um, my mom would say it's this, this and that. And, and I would always think, okay. You know, I, because I'm not, I can follow, you know, I can, I'm a, I'm a good, I can follow, you know, I can follow a leader. I can follow. So, you know, the pastor, my mother is telling this, you know, I can follow. But then there comes a point where like you hit a wall and it's like, okay. And then what's beyond that wall. And so in a way I can say, yes, I've always thought like this and no, it, it took some time getting obviously to here and it took a lot of you know when i when i left when i decided to leave i don't know i don't even want to say christianity because i never you know like the church or my mom's way of you you know it was totally it was like a downward spiral um and then I had, it was tough. <laughs> I don't know even know how to explain it. It was tough because I, I dealt with a particular illness since young, like since my twenties with, um, thyroid issues. Right. And it all stemmed it's, and it's spiritual. I can say it now looking back, it was spiritual. Um, and when that kind of surfaced, I was in my twenties. 1920 around there. And I would get hag attacks a lot. And um, I would get panic attacks. I, it was so bad that I developed, I think there's a name for it, but I don't know that I couldn't go outside. I couldn't drive. I lost my job. I had like a part-time job. I think I was, I was a server. And, um, and uh, the way that I pulled through that I never saw anyone. I never saw counseling, nothing. So I was like, I was a firm, like old school Pentecostal believer, like prayer. Let's do so, you know, and that's how I, this is, this, that's it. That's all I did. Praying. Sometimes I couldn't drive my car and I would call my mother crying. I was like, I can't get home. I can't drive. I'm going to die. And it was terrifying. So 
through all that. I pulled through that, you know, little by little and uh, through prayer and singing and music and and um, and the Psalms and all that. And then when I decided to leave, it was, uh, say, five years after five, after all that, five, six. Oh, it's, it's hazy. I'm yeah, old. time is um, <laughs> Yeah. And when I decided to leave all of that, it was hard because, you know, you're leaving all these things that you had as, as cornerstones, you know, in a way, like these foundations that you knew in my head. If I ever have a panic attack again, even though I don't have them anymore, I have these prayers. I have this, these protocols that I know work for me, right? But I'm leaving it all behind. It was very, very, very rough. And then I kind of got into, I don't know, I don't know what I believe, universe. I got into like astronomy and reading weird stuff. Who's the guy's name? I don't even remember. It's all very hazy. But I got into like thinking about all the cosmos and stuff. And I was like, wow, it's so grand. I can't think about forever. <laughs> and it's just silly stuff. And then, um, so all of that. And then I arrive at, at now, you know, my, how I see like the whole idea of communication and relation and how things, you know, and so it's all that has to do with it because I, at that moment, Part of all that, part of all that stuff that happened with the panic attacks and and the health issues that arose from that, it was it was part of uh, learning to speak in my throat, you know, um, and learning to dare, uh, like step out and. And explore. I don't know. It sounds very cheesy. I know. I don't. It's very cheesy how to explain no, it. No, it doesn't. But sound I know at all. now, now, because I made it my purpose. Um, after all that, so I went from being super Christian, um, it, you know, Pentecostal, whatever, into not, and then into being like some wild, crazy person, and then kind of circling almost not circling but in a way in my own way circling back around and healing yeah. all that other stuff you know and coming to terms with what I the things that I've always felt this doesn't sit right this doesn't sit right you know this is not how I view the world you know what 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 whoever would tell me from the pulpit or my mom this doesn't feel like this this sit, doesn't sit right with me and but all these fears would keep me from like from stepping outside of that and and answering these questions for myself. So that's somehow in a very hazy and vague way how I got to where I am. And card reading, <laughs> my mother still doesn't. She knows I read, but she's not. You know, we don't have conversations around that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I appreciate you sharing that. I actually relate to that a lot. Um, I think that it's interesting, like. I have a really similar experience with Christianity. Not that it. Okay, let me try to phrase this right. I'm doing this thing. That's okay. <laughs> it's like it connected me with a power that I knew was real. 
but the way yeah. that I was being told like that it's only this way, like you were saying, yeah. I knew wasn't wasn't right. So I kind of did the similar thing where I left and then I thought that I had to give all of that up. Like everything about it I had to yeah. give up. Um yeah. and so then I went and kind of really got lost in the woods or the desert or whatever yeah. you want to call it. And yeah. um but it's interesting because you had the experience that it healed you first before that. Or I had the yes. experience where there was something that came after that that only those things could heal me, right? So I had um fell into addictions. And you know, the only thing that that was able to keep me from doing those things that I didn't want to do anymore and using those things and uh, abusing drugs and all that was like the same prayer connection yeah. to power, to some kind of power. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, and yeah. and that, so it, I know it's just a similar, I, I'm just saying I really relate because I knew in my heart, like, Oh, I know all this. Mm-hmm. Like I've done, I get it. I've done this. Like, yeah. Oh, I had left that behind thinking, Oh, I can take what, what's good and leave the bullshit, but go ahead with what you were. Yeah, getting. no, but it's so uh, talking about the, the healing journey. Um, so it was, I, I developed uh, hyperthyroid issues, not the hypo, the hyper one, the one where you can go crazy and have a heart attack. I had actually had like oh, okay. a, like a cytokine storm or whatever. I ended up going to the hospital. That's how I discovered. And they put like magnesium in me. I don't know. Some crazy stuff happened when my early twenties. And, um, after that, I kind of made it through the panic attack phase, but I still had the thyroid issues. And, um, so I kind of went back and forth with pills because the doctors, the only solution that they gave me was to remove my thyroid. They're like, you have this, thing and I don't we don't know how to you know this can't be forever you know you can't be taking pills forever so I would go back and forth with pills um um with thyroid pills and the dosage would change and I said I'm not taking this out I'm not taking any part of my body I'm not taking it out I'm sorry that's that's not an option for me give me the pills and then we'll think about it later and I kind of had a very and this was early in my 20s I had a very because I knew if I take this out I'm going to depend fully on, 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 on medication to replace what my thyroid is supposed to be doing. So what if that, you know, me, I think this is part of like the faded thing, like the certain things that you have when you're born, certain virtues or maybe ancestral memory. I think for me, it's ancestral memory. Yeah, totally. What if something happens and I cannot get that medicine? I that's have always thyroid. been my thinking too. <laughs> what is what am I going to do? And that's that's always like, what if I can't get the thing that I'm expecting to be there all the time? Yeah. And and so I was like, that's not an option for me. So I kind of went back and forth with um the medication, and you know, my thyroid would go up and down. Sometimes it would come down a little, then it would go up. And it wasn't until I had my kid that it that um i went to i I never really was big on going to the doctor frequently or anything like that when i had my kid that you know you can have to go to the doctor and uh, they put me on on medication for the thyroid for the first couple of months and they're like okay 
Um, and then after that, after through the test, they were like, okay, it's it's settled. You seem, seem to be fine. And then I was fine for while I had the child, you know, I was fine. I was fine. And then I had like a little sort of break. And in, that's why I know it's spiritual because I was in a very bad living conditions. When we moved from, from over there, from we were in Washington state, we moved to Puerto Rico and we had to live with the in-laws while we found a place. And that was hell. And uh Yeah. Uh, my in-laws aren't so bad, but, you know, imagine in a very small house. I understand. Living with, and mm, my mother-in-law is not all there in the head. It was, it was hell. I'm not going to get into it. It was hell. And my thyroid got bad again. And um, I was like, okay, so my living conditions affect this. You know, how I feel, the field around me affect this. And uh, from there, we moved out. Everything calmed down. I dropped the pills again. <laughs> back and forth pills. And I've never picked them back up. And then I had, through all this experience, I was going to, um, when I arrived back in Puerto Rico, I was going to um, uh, uh, misas. Misas are like spiritist gatherings, you know, a misa. And, uh, and, um, you know, getting involved in all of that. And my, aside from all the other goals of having a community and kind of finding your way um, and, and healing, you know, and, and, and work, you know, and, and relating with the ancestors get, you know, and kind of bringing them forth more aside from all that, my underlying goal was healing. So I was, I was, you know, I was, doing several things, knocking on several doors. It's like, I need full healing, full stop healing. And uh, knocking on doors, knocking on doors, doing several things. And uh, and then it, it just kind of stayed good. And then I had my um, baptism initiation. I call it, I like to call it baptism um, in the... Um, and the house that the lineage that, um, you know, the 21 divisions that I'm in. And I when because in, in at least in that in this tradition and voodoo and, and the 21 divisions, it's the spirit that does the work. It's not the person. It's the spirit. You know, they 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 mount. So when you get baptized, you're not, you know, the person is some the spirit does that, you know. And uh, we had a conversation because it's part of, you know, your certain things, you know, it's, it's like a pri very private thing, um, individual. And um, and I mentioned this and and they knew and I, I went through the whole thing and um, all the stuff that happened. <laughs> and uh, and I remember I had a dream. Uh, shortly thereafter, because after that, I did some other things to um, going back to fate and what you're born with. And I did some things for my head to like align everything to like, you know, kind of like shake off. And I'm putting it in very uh, accessible words. It's kind of really hard to explain. But I did some things to shake off and kind of align everything in my head and 
you know, getting everything in order because, you know, I was born under bad star sign and whatever and all the weight of that and how that has affected my life. So I did some alignment stuff and I had a dream and my, my maitresa, my maitress, um, my, my head spirits, uh, they came uh, in my dream and they said, yes, you will never get sick from this again. And I'm like, amen, that's it. I just wanted a yes. And that's it. That's where I lived ever since. <laughs> in that yes, I have lived. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I've been, yeah, just like building up on that, you know, eating better, a lot better, taking care of myself a lot better. I don't know, tending to the field, tending to the field around me and and having that kind of build up on that on those promises so yeah that was a long story but the question no, was thank about you for sharing reading. yeah all that was to <laughs> we'll get lead back here. to tarot reading yeah yeah all that was to lead here about learning how to see and i think all that has to do all that that whole journey how to see how to recognize the little conversations and movements the the little warp and weft you know of the of the weaving and and the way yeah learning how to know your place yeah and so then then now it read cards yeah yeah and and card reading is a lot like that i and i've it's it's a learning, it's a reading. Hmm, how can I put this? So for me, card reading, reading the cards, it's a learning how to recognize the conversations that need to, to surface, you know? So the, so let me explain it better. So it's all, it always starts from a question. I don't read like even, and it's weird here because in a lot of spiritist circles, like a lot of card reading that happens here in the Spanish community, a question isn't needed. You just show up and read the cards and you just start. And I don't, you know, I'm like, I'm like a weird wallflower. And it's like, no, you give me a question. And it's because, and I guess it depends in, in the in the context. You know, if you're in a Misa, in a, in a gathering, you're kind of reading for specific things. So the question is not stated, but it's there. What There's is the context? Blocking? Like you exactly. Yeah. What is blocking me? Or oh, like um, we look for if it's a certain Misa for uh, Gausa, which is to look for things that are blocking you or done evil eye, any kind of like bad luck kind of stuff. So it's. You know, so there's no question, but that is actually the question, even though right. nobody says it's, it. It's more implied than the, the non-existent. Exactly. But I always prefer a question because from a question, you can say, okay, this, these are the, these are the cards, right? And then from there, you can get, because sometimes, you know, people ask you something and they don't, they're not honest with themselves. They're asking you something to kind of stay there in the surface. And then the cards come out and you start talking because you start talking about the question. You're like, I see this happening and this happening. And, you know, this all is going on and answering you. You start answering the question by what the cards are doing in conversation, small C. And, and then from there, the, 
I've noticed a lot of a lot of the people are from there. You can tell when the when the question wasn't the right one they wanted to ask. You can tell because it surfaces. It's like oh wait, because the cards you you start kind of it's very weird. I don't know, and I think this is what where spirits come in because you're not just in conversation with this person in the cards. This person asks you a question. You read the cards. There's also what your spirits are telling you. There's also their spirits in conversation. So all these other things are components in this moment right now when we're reading the cards. And, and you know, and when something comes up that it's like, oh, wait, wait. And then you realize, oh, that wasn't really the question you wanted to know, huh? And they're like, no, I guess, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you go from there. But it's all in the end, small C conversations. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, I for me, I I like to think about it kind of like, well, for one thing, I heard someone say this once, and I was just like, yeah, that's good. I'm not a mind reader, so I do yeah. need a question, right? But also, yeah. like, I think it's part of, like, it's like the cards are one part of the reading, but the question is like how, like, and you said this kind of, but like the question is how I'm reading the querent. Exactly. In a way, yeah. right? Like, yeah. But also, there's a piece of them that goes into it, like yeah. participate, and that's the the conversation you're talking about. Yeah. 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 I I used to not do questions, and I realized like I just it's too big if it's too big for me personally if there isn't one. Like I can't. Like, well, there's a whole ocean of information in just three cards. Yeah that and it's like, i need a direction to point in at least and i think that's i think this is where spreads come in this is why they became popular and it's you know i'm not gonna say it it's gonna sound mean and people are gonna be like do it no i think it's lazy Oh yeah, spread. Lazy, yes. I think it's lazy, and and because oh my god, I just think it's more fruitful to read from a question because you because a spread is a question. You know, you can read. Past, present, future. You can do that big famous spread, and I don't even know what the name yeah, of it is. The Celtic uh, Cross. That one. There's so much. It's way too much. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and it's cool. You can do that, but right, it's cool. But uh. <laughs> but what what are we talking about here? I mean, if you okay, so this is where other components come in. So this is my perspective. This is my experience. Right. Let yeah. me just make that clear after I just said that because if you read something let's say like the Celtic cross right and all these positions are already well you know that's a consultation that's a mediumship consultation so why don't you just as a reader and I'm not I'm not saying this is what everyone should do no that's right. not this is how I view it I view it as it's if I'm going to do that, then I don't need to do the spread. I can just 
you know, get ready, invite the spirits, and then it will be a conversation. And let me tell you, more than the Celtic cross will come out, you know? Yeah. Because it's not going to be, it's going to be, not going to be me talking. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's a consultation. You want to know what's going on? What can you do about it? Give me some remedies, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, that's called a consultation. That's what that's for. That's how I view it. If, if you're not going to, you know, that's not how I approach every tarot reading. Sometimes I realize it comes up. You know, with a with a, with a client, and you realize, oh wow, this person does need a consultation. They need they need more than just a card reading, you know. And you can say and you can mention it, or you can just do the card reading and let them approach later, you know, and leave that option there. But um, but that's how I view it. You know, I think spreads is is cool. If you do it, you know, it's, it's easy, it's accessible, it's fun, whatever, but it's just not how I read. And I don't read single cards either. It's like, what is this? Like, you know, the seven of coins, there's a lot of coins there. What am I talking about here? Like, you know, I just don't read a single card. I like conversations. I yeah. like com- I like looking at flows and conversations and how things interplay, like the poetry of movement and sound and interactions and relations. And that's how I read the cards. And sight lines and stuff like that. All that stuff is exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's that gives me an interesting question, right? Because you did touch on it a little bit, and if you know, maybe I can pull a little bit more from, um, on that thread. Okay, so what? What is the difference between needing just a, a a reading from the cards and needing that consultation? Like, where's the where's the line, or is there is oh, it more man. of a gradient? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a gradient because sometimes people come to you and they ask you, "Hey, I wanna just I'm just gonna say, you know, um, where should I invest?" You know, or um, uh, how is my marriage doing? Uh, or, you know, things like that. But sometimes in conversations with a cards and a client, you find that, and I have a recent example of this, that I was like, whoa, wait, <laughs> this person is far away. I'm, I can't say too much because I can't help them. So I'm not going to open that door. That's my... That's, I guess that's my training or my experience as a spiritist. That's when you're, you don't open a door. You're not ready to help close. You know, you don't, you're not with yeah. a, You don't sit with a client and you open up Pandora's box for them and then leave them with all the crazy spirits bothering them. You know, you don't do that. And so I was like, well, wait, 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 wait. And I got to step back and said, this is what I suggest. And I left it, you know, and the, so it's very, it's kind of a gradient how you know when that's the case, because sometimes when a a person comes to you and asks you about blockages and things you in readings, when you see something beyond just 
that blockage, you know, or whatever um, obstacle or whatever is, you know, whatever answer to the question. When you see something other than that, when you see weird things going on in the reading, you know, okay, wait, I see some other things here over here. And then doing these things that aren't so good for you. What's going on here? And then what's going on over here? And it seems like you're being like pinned down and blah, 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 blah. And, and then the person comes back and says, yeah, you're right. I've been wondering, is it, is it, is it me or is it, well, when you ask that question, I've been wondering if it's all in my head. Is it me or is it um, influence from people or whatever? Then it starts getting into shady territory when you can see like, okay, well, this person needs help. You know, this person needs um, some guidance in how to uh, shake this off, kind of um, what we call like removing uh, the cause, la causa, removing like the bad influences, you guess you could say, you know. Sometimes I think this is why this is such good practice for everyone, especially us, you know, that we do. All that we do, you know, magic enchantments, you know, and when we have all these relationships with our ancestors, you know, um, we should always be in constantly, not constantly, but every day have a habit, you know, five minutes prayer, uh, cleansing, have, you know, a monthly kind of thing you do where you cleanse yourself, you know, you can do a light salt bath, things like that, because it keeps everything, you know open you know kind of like moving forward because throughout our daily life you know we meet people so many things are going on man There's all these influences from from all the trauma in the field you know and the people around you the spirits around you you know what if you're walking on ground where People were murdered, you know, when you walk on that ground and you just keep walking with a lot of things. I've seen a lot of things in Misa and it's just like, yeah, like a lot of stuff is always kind of, you know, going back to that interplay of relation and the field and all. A lot of things are always in conversation and, and kind of um, influencing, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's always good to keep, you know, a nice healthy practice of prayer. It doesn't have to be prayer to Jesus, God, the saints. It can be, you know, whatever, but some kind of prayer meditation is nice, but something that you can do every day, small, and maybe once a month, like clean the home, you know, keep everything in harmony, that kind of stuff. And so when client comes and, you know, that's how you realize in the cards, you're like, okay, there's a lot of stuff that hasn't been dealt with that's accumulated. And so this is, this is where the other part comes in, you know, um, mediumship and all that other stuff, you know, that you can maybe help, you know, remedies, however you want to, you know, medicine for them to heal and move forward and kind of cleanse themselves and, you know, shake, shake all that off. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So there are times when, the question is just a question, and then there are times when it's like just the tip of a larger iceberg. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Yes, indeed. I like that. Um, 
it's it's like you were saying you mentioned alignment before it's um there's a really mundane talking about what you were just talking about there's a really kind of mundane example that i like to use but it works right so if i get my car in alignment and then i drive around for a while i'm going to hit bumps and i'm going to hit potholes and i'm going to like maybe run over a curb every now and then and i'm going to do all these things and that's just just part of driving a car it's just normal stuff that happens that kind of affect the alignment over time Mm-hmm. And those little things, those prayers, meditation, cleansing, spiritual hygiene, um, what have you, exactly. are all things that help keep in alignment for me. Exactly. And then there are exactly. times when, like, more is needed, right? Like, yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and this is where, and this is where, um, Depends on the person, I guess, when more is needed, you know, um, maybe it's something that they haven't aligned, <laughs> like thinking about, they haven't done these, you know, they haven't done it in a while, or it's, you know, a lot of stuff has gone on. Um, I was going to say, too, there's sometimes where I feel, and I can only speak from my own experience, but there were times in my life when I needed to be shaken up to the point where, like, I needed contact with that other world or whatever you want to call it, I needed more contact. Like I needed a portal to open up for that world to spill into my life so that I could even know that these things were effective and necessary. Yeah. So if I'm walking around not believing that any of this can happen, it doesn't stop it from happening. It just means that it's now out of my awareness, which is just not a great place for it to be in my experience yeah Yeah, no it's true and even if so that's thinking about the example you gave um about the car you can keep driving right and you can keep driving and hitting the potholes but then your car is going to get like you're not going to go straight right you're not going to drive well it's kind of veer off and weird you know the, the wheel um and then you hit like this huge pothole or you have an accident because the car wasn't aligned and a misstep or anything, you know, in the, while driving and then you have an accident or you hit a huge pothole or something. And that's that crash moment, that portal opening, like, oh, shit, this is real. I really need to take care of this. Yeah. I apologize and for the cursing. <laughs> no, you can curse as much as you want. This is a cursing show. Okay. Um, yeah, I, uh, that's interesting because that's, um, exactly how it often happens with me because I'm hard headed, And so there has to often be like a transgression or incursion that opens that. So like, it's really interesting too, cause it was right before, um, it was just the timing. Like, I, okay. I'll start at the beginning of the story. I had my house broken into. And, um, you know, oh, it was nothing bad. major, you know, like they didn't hardly take any of my stuff. Cause I don't really keep cash like that or, you know, I, anyway, but it was just kind of traumatic in the sense of someone was walking around in the house. Like, you know how it is when that happens, it's just like an icky feeling. It's like yeah. you've been, um, like your sanctuary has been defiled or something. Yes. Yeah. And that really brought me into like okay i've got to do 
like home protection stuff, like I wasn't doing any of it. I wasn't doing it. So like in a way, like I'm out of right relation with my own home. Yeah. Because I'm not having that dialogue. I'm not having that conversation. I'm not doing those things. And so and that's that, how anyone can come in. Yes. And but it also it that happening was the crash. It brought me into conversation with that and it yeah. changed things, right? So it's almost like yeah. I wonder too sometimes if like was that even a person that broke into my house is kind of what I'm getting at. And it doesn't really matter. I won't know. Yeah. Yeah, you know? no, you won't know. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a big wake up call. <laughs> yeah. Because they entered into it's it's almost it's like yeah. It's almost like you can see it as it happened in your house, it can happen in you and your body too, you know? Yeah. All these things can, you know, if you don't have if you and it's not like you should be constantly protecting yourself, no, but it's you need to have a balance, a harmony in the field so that there's respect and as much as can be had, there's recognition between all the persons in the field. You know, this person did not regard your home as some place they could not go in or they had to ask for to go in you know they had to knock on the door i mean think about that even yourself your body your yourself your you know your all the things that compose you they did not think it was necessary to knock on the door or you know or to they it was easy to overstep and that's that's a big wake up call that's interesting that you mentioned too about like it can be the same way with your body yeah. Um I think that is so common especially in like a materialist culture and a materialist framework like that just isn't even looked at. So like I think a lot of people like walk around and they don't even realize like like and I'm again speaking from experience cuz I would do this before I had the right framework to understand it. When I experience a person and then that like I feel a certain way after I experience that person, and then I would blame myself, like, why do I feel like shit? Why do I feel like gross? Why do I feel like I would start to have negative thoughts until yeah. I realize and like sometimes that is for me, no doubt. But like a lot of the time I realize like, no, that's coming off that person. Yeah. And it's their energy affecting me. And so I think a lot of the time people go like, oh, I'm an empath. It's like, well, we all are. Like we can all feel each other's energy. For sure. I definitely believe that. Because again, everything is constantly communicating all the time, all these influences. So it's not we're not we're not this lonely island floating in the ocean, you know. Right. Even if we were, we're not alone. All these the water is affecting it. You know, all these things are in constant conversation. When we talk to others, you know, other I don't I'm not I'm likely not using the right words. And you know, so I just want to say that because I I want to say influence, but they influence us in a way. You know, they they affect us. And we are changed because of these these engagements these conversations with them these relations you know sometimes they bother us sometimes something 
you know, from them that we got. It was, you know, we sit with that anger and we let it stir there, you know, and it stays inside us. And it's, that's why it's very, that's why, again, going back to letting things just flow. If you allow, if you learn to allow yourself to just kind of be in that flow, then it, it's not, it's not going to be perfect, but it's just a better way of living, a better way of living all around in the fields. Because it's not also not good to keep all those things that you get that you take in from others and many others. It doesn't just have to be people, you know, and then you kind of store that in. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's, I don't know, whatever other emotions, thoughts, things that bother you or, and you keep that in and that's not good. And that's where health problems start arising, you know, Uh, or more or more aggressive and, it's not good to keep that in. It's good to just let things kind of flow. Yeah. That's, you know, and that's where daily practice daily. And it's not that everyone should have a practice, but it's daily things that we do and, and sitting with and being in relation with the field in a way that's better for, you know, more cultivating for, for, for everyone, you know, in the field close, you can't influence everyone. You're not going to, you know, that's not the point here. The point is you as an individual, you as a person and all the things that compose you being better in that field. Well, and that's a more, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I was going to say that's a more meaningful way to influence anything anyway, in my opinion is by changing my own, Oh, like living in my, like finding the true happiness from within, it will cultivate it because like, like we were just talking about, since we're all connected, since we're not an Island, that energy becomes contagious. Right. And, um, so instead of imposing, like, you know, like the people that are like, why aren't you smiling? Like it's the worst way to do that. (laughs) Like how about you make actions? That cause people to yeah. smile. That will yeah. make them smile instead of yeah. like forcing them to smile. Yeah. Um, it's a small difference, but it's a huge, it's everything, right? Like it is. And I might not be using the great words for it here, but yeah, focusing on my own shit is how I would, <laughs> on how, uh, is yeah. how I would say it. No, it's true because a lot of us nowadays are so preoccupied with the other and what the other is doing. And I think learning to look in the mirror uh, will serve us better because then we're tending to our garden and tending to our garden, our fields will benefit the, you know, the, the wider field as it kind of grows from there and what flourishes from your own garden that you're tending to. And so it's, I think it's definitely, in my opinion, it's a better way of living. Yeah. And I think it's, um, it always just gets my wheels spinning to, uh, the fact that, that the way that most people in like, a what we consider a modern society, 
are which isn't a thing that exists but <laughs> that's a whole other conversation yeah. like what we would yeah. call a, a society of progress or what, whatever yeah. you want to call it the fact that that leads to s- such disconnection that that materialist framework leads to that isolation mm-hmm. i just can't not see like sinister forces at work behind that and you know yeah Maybe yeah. it's the egregore of it. Like, I don't, you know, I don't always want to have to go to this place, but it's just really, I can't, I can't really see it any other way. Yeah. Maybe no, I know what you mean. Like, like, oh, like all these things are making us weaker. Yeah. Is that a coincidence? <laughs> like, who benefits from that? It's a good question to ask. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. That's a big, it's a big can of worms you're opening there. (laughs) We open those worm cans here because birds birds like to eat worms. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Who benefits? We mono. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, we don't have to go there if you don't want to. But no, no, no. I just yeah, think it's can. a good Let question ask. to ask. You no, know, I just don't want to say <clears throat> anything that is <laughs> too cuckoo. <laughs> you can be as cuckoo as you want. This is Nightbird Radio. We're cuckoo birds. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, let me. Wings fluttering like, <laughs> Yeah, totally. Maybe think about it for a second. I really have to use the restroom. So yeah, go I, ahead, go ahead. I'm going to do that real quick, and then we will continue that. Nightbirds, I hope you've been enjoying the conversation so far, and there's more to come. But first, I have to ask that you support the show. As I'm sure you've noticed, there are no commercials on this show. There are no paywalls. You get everything up front. For there to be free dialogue here, I think it must remain uncaged by the interests of advertisers. But Nightbird Radio does cost time and money to make, and your support means I can spend less time delivering pizza and more time doing this. That's a win-win. So that's why Nightbird Radio is a value-for-value podcast. I hope you've found value in this show, but I can't and won't dictate just how much. Only you can decide that. But what I can do is invite you to take that value Turn it into a number and head to www.nightbirdpodcast.com and hit the donate button located on the front page to offer your support. We're also listed on podcastindex.org, which means you are able to send Bitcoin via the Lightning Network using your favorite podcasting 2.0 apps, which can be found at newpodcastapps.com. And finally, I also accept dry goods. Email me at tim at nightbirdpodcast.com for more information. Sponsors will get a special mention on the show. Thank you for your generous support. Now let's get back to the conversation. All right. I'll I'll get cuckoo first if you want. (laughs) Because it's... All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm open. I'm open. You know, people say... You really think that one small group of people can control all of this, can control the whole world, can control all these currents? And I'm like, 
Well, that's a good question, right? Because I don't actually. I think that, yeah, no. but like a <laughs> group of entities yeah. from another place are able to control things <clears throat> like sure. these large currents. Yeah. You know? Like how can yeah. something come up in the imaginal at the same time that it's happening in the physical right over here? Yeah. And those arise at the same time. Well, to me, the only explanation there is like, um, spiritual almost isn't enough, yeah. enough of a way to put it. You know, it's like it's yeah. something big. I think I think it it that's big. Yeah, I think about <laughs> this a lot actually, too much, because um, I get sad. You know. And yeah. because of I, because I get sad, I think about it a lot. And yeah, I think. Let me see if I can put it. So, I don't think it's too dispersed. You know what I mean? It's too like from not dispersed. It's but it's a lot of components. It's like a complex web kind of thing maybe it's a better way of looking at it not like there there's this one big uh pillar of bad people doing bad things and it spreads in the field it's a complex web of many factors and characters and spirits and peoples and interests that have been building through time from a particular time onward, you know, from a particular cycle onward to arrive here. And we see it as this one monolith, this one big thing, as in this, these are the bad guys and this is it. And it's coming from this direction, but not really. It's not one direction. It's a web. It's a web of many interests and directions and 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 factors. That it's like tendrils, right? Yeah. 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 Like that. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And you know, you had a question. Maybe right? You had a. What was the question before? The one that um, brought us to this? Yeah. Who I just benefits? want to make sure I don't veer from... Oh, you can from... veer as much as you want. You can go wherever you want. Yeah. <laughs> because... <laughs> but, I mean, you know, if you like a Thinking question... Thinking about, like... Okay, I think I remember now. So, persons and feeling isolated. Oh, and yeah, right. the whole moment we're all living through... It seems too, um, it strikes at all the right places yeah. or wrong places, if you want to think of it that way. But all yeah. these things strike at all the wrong places in us that cause us to be spiritually weaker, physically weaker, mentally weaker, yeah. isolated, yeah. not connected to the field, uh, disconnected from our ancestors, yeah. um, down, depressed, thinking about death, thinking that death is um some horrible well, scary thing yeah 
yeah an, an but, end forever anyway yeah. but it's all these things they strike at all of our weakest like not our weakest parts but like critical parts yeah yes and how can i not see that as a as a it's like if someone it's like if someone set explosives at all the right pieces of a wall to make the whole wall collapse it would be hard for me to see that as a like a coincidence like maybe that's uh, uh, maybe yeah. say what you were going to say I, do you see what I'm getting at I do actually and I think <clears throat> let me see if I can I can um, express myself correctly like say exactly what I mean to say I think using I just thought thinking back again on alignment and <coughs> I think I, let me drink water. You're good. <clears throat> so thinking I was thinking because I had the image of of the car in alignment in the potholes. And it starts little by little, right? It, it's almost like the first step. You, know, you forget to do the alignment this time, you know, and it keeps accumulating and accumulating and you start hitting puddles and then you're veering off in different directions that you're not, that is not, it's dangerous or it's, you know, you're not, you're not getting to the place you have to go or, Hope this is a good a good example, but I had the thought of that, and it, it's sort of it it might be it's sort of a weak metaphor, I think, for this, but it's the one I have right yeah. now. Um, it starts little by little. It's almost like a first transgression, and then from there, it sort of kind of spreads in the field. And starts building the web and building the web and building the web and building the web and the interests arise. It's like the thing itself demands of these other things to arise as well. And um, this reminds me actually of, I was reading, um, oh gosh, I forgot, um, Abby of Misrule, Paul Kingsnorth. Um, I, I like reading uh, some of his stuff. He mentioned something that struck me. Uh, God, I don't remember the post, but I can probably pull it up and share it. Um, he said uh, that there was a moment, and I think it's before God, and I'm probably totally ruining <laughs> the explanation. But there was a moment in time before the French Revolution or thereabouts um, but let me not use the French Revolution. That's too specific. There was a moment in time where the merchant class were at a specific uh, scale. If you look at it as a pyramid, if a level, and it's when the merchant class went above all the other, you know, the craftsmen and all the other classes that they kind of usurped the king, so to speak. You know, the kingdom then everything kind of trickled down from there and greed 
and power and money and money and greed. And that's how the web was sown and interest. And then marketing comes in and all these other things that isolate us. So probably not explain it wrong, but it's, it's sort of like that. It's a web. It's the first, it's the first set of transgressions that lead for this web to kind of, kind of the thread to start weaving. And then from there, this, the, the, the thread itself weaving brings out other strands of threads to come about. And from there, other strands. And then these other parts of us awake in response to this thread. And it, it's a sort of corruption yeah. <laughs> of, of the field and the self. And, and as the web gets stronger, these, it it feeds into these corrupted forces and it arises more and it demands for more to arise of these corrupted forces. And so so it's that's what I mean by it's complex because everybody everybody has an element of greed. Everybody has an element of all these things that we look at um these but well not everything because there's some sickos. But you know what I mean? Everybody has dark qualities for lack of, let me not say everybody has, I don't know, another word for dark, you know, bad qualities to moralize or qualities that, you know, can be misdirected. And, and so we arrive here from an excess of, of propping up all these detrimental qualities. And, and, and the idea of, um, that uh, humans are exceptional. Humans are alone exceptional in all the field of living cosmos. Humans, you know, aside from, you know, whatever, the great, you know, whatever God or, you know, the immortals, saints and all that, you know, humans are exceptionals here on planet Earth. And we are incredible. And so we have a right to do all these things because we are exceptional. So we can take and take and continue taking and continue taking because we are so special. And and it's all these um, corrupted forces that have been woven for so long that it just brings all this. Now it's surfacing. It's all, It's been bubbling for centuries. And now we see the surfacing of it. So, and then since we see the surfacing, we can think, oh, we can pinpoint those are the bad guys. These are the good guys. No, that's infantile. No, no, no. Let's not look at the bad guys. Let's not look at the good guys. Why don't we look at the mirror? <laughs> and then yeah. tend to our field. Because we at this stage, when it's surfacing, the web is so is there. We can't take it down. Like what it up God, I'm gonna it's heresy is what I'm gonna say. A protest is not gonna take the web down. You know what I mean? Yeah. The 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 the, 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 the what's been woven through centuries. One protest is not gonna do it. I can name a couple things that might might might, you know, but it's gonna get to that'll become a terrorist. Um but <laughs> But, you know, why? Why do that? Why not better 
tend to see in the mirror in yourself where you can tend to your garden, where you can cultivate your fields, your body, yourself, your spirits, your relationships. There's so much healing that needs to be done from all the rape and pillaging that's gone on through centuries. So much healing with the land, with the flora, the fauna, animals, all of it. And it's not a matter of what, you know, of I'm just not going to eat meat. It's not just that. Uh, it's it's healing. It's a right, like getting into the flow of right relationship with everything around you. We are not exceptional. And we've forgotten that. And we've forgotten. And now, and now we vilify death too. We, so we have, you know, events that happen where lots, you know, and I don't even know how to explain it. it it's like this super fixation on, on, on cleanliness and holiness and, 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 um, what is the other word? And it's like, I can, I can, I'm a, I can clean myself fully and being not sterile. Be, being like, it's total sterile. sterilization. And then death will not touch me. Right. And then decomposition and all those gross things will not touch me. And that's not true. We are in a field. We are made up of so many <laughs> cells and bacteria. Yeah. Where we walk. Like this is inescapable. Death is normal. We have life and we have death and we walk with both of them. It's not like I'm going to meet that somewhere down the road. No, I'm sorry. You're born with that. You're born with your death. And that's not bad. It is okay. It is okay when you understand the, the, the life of things and how things grow and decay. And then, you know, and they become something else. That's where transformation comes and they become something else for something else, for something other to be allowed to grow there. And then more growing expands in the field. And so thinking about the archons and all the points that they hit. It's it's this, and then they mislead you. All the 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 ideas around, like when you start looking at bad guy, good guy, bad guy, good guy, you it misleads you into thinking you have to look at this bad guy and you have it, to do something. It about falls that. into their paradigm. It's yeah, a trap. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's a trap of being in constant battle with something, and that's the least of what we need to heal the fields. You know, to contribute to healing the field. We don't need more battle. We don't need more war to heal the field. Yeah, we no. don't need more division. No, we don't need to divide ourselves more. We need to learn to just look in the mirror. What is my place? What is this moment? What can I do here in this now? How can I tend to my garden? How can I sow these seeds? How tend to the, you know, all this cultivation? Right here, right where you are. And so, yeah. I had a uh, a co- uh, thought arise when you were talking about the web and how it, it slowly built out from, from something small. Yeah. But what, what came to mind when you were describing that is 
That sounds to me like something that came from another. It's like an invader that from another world or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I also wonder if it's not like a shadow version. Like, okay, I'm trying to put this in the right words, but hear me out. Like you're talking about how, and I agree with you that like the what need what we need to heal this field and and grow the field of life is tending to our own garden from 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 within and looking at our own stuff. Well, it's interesting because it kind of grows in the same way. Yeah. As the web you're describing. Yes. To where it's almost like the that. That web that we're yes. describing is like a shadow version of the web we're supposed to be. Yeah. Yes. And yes. in that way, it makes it like, shit, this is a teacher. Like, this is a teacher. Yeah. As bad as it can be, you know what I mean? Like, but I think that falling out of that good, bad paradigm and looking at villains, it's like, maybe that is how, maybe that is how we integrate this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think I think about it yeah. in the Philip K. Dick sense of empire, like where you fight the empire is to become the empire. Yeah, exactly. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know, they did it. Nobody, when they stood up, you know, when Aragorn goes before the gates of Mordor, it's only as a distraction. No, like that little kid, you know, that little man, Frodo, he... He didn't stand up to, you know, right. he's just walking. Well, yeah, he's, he's just walking. There. And the, the, the fatal flaw of Sauron is that he couldn't conceive of anyone having that ring and wanting to destroy it, not wanting to Other use it themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Other than someone not wanting to use the power from themselves. It's like, this is so incredible. Like, or, you know, this is so. He saw himself. He translated the whole world as with his own crook through his own corruption. And That's I think yeah, that is the that is the that is the weakness of the archon. They can't see. That's the fatal flaw. Yeah. 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 It is. And so that's why we each need to be. We each need to be. I'm not going to say Frodo. It is though. But, we do need to be. It is. It is. Yeah, in a way, we need to. You know, maybe like um, um, Mary and Pippin. You know, we need to tend to what the moment demands of us. We'll be a fellowship. You know. Yeah, yeah, and it's here because that's why I said when I mentioned. You know, we're not. I don't believe we're exempt from um, having our hands at what's been wrought, you know? In other words, our hands are also bloody. Right. We've, we've also contributed to this field. We are, we also buy into this through all the things that we do in our daily lives, how we live, the computers yeah, we have. Just how we live, right. just how we sustain trash, How we buy, we go to the supermarket, what we buy, that we are not clean. We are not clean in this mess. We all contribute in our own way to some degree to all of this. So it, it, this is 
this is this is a teacher you know this is a this is also in a way this there's there's something that we can also look in the mirror at ourselves and answer for ourselves in this moment with what's you know with everything going on because our hands are not clean they're not we all buy into it since we're born you know all these things and now these luxuries that we live in and these homes and you know the idea of constant electricity what was the cost of all of that the computers yeah. we use the food we eat the food we buy all the components that went into making and producing all that that we constantly you know and it's i'm not saying it is a way to everyone you know once should be oh god i'm not going to no that's not what i mean it's like we're all in this <laughs> we're all in this mess together <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um why am i going to be you know pointing and pointing oh no stop pointing Ah. My favorite, one of my favorite, um, th and this is just so true and maybe it's corny, but like whenever I point the finger, yeah. there's three pointing back at me. Yeah. Um, That's good. Never heard of that, but I'll remember that. I'll use it. Yeah. It's okay. So it, this is actually fits really well into the Frodo Sauron dichotomy, right? Because the Archon cannot envision a scenario in which you face what you just said by being introspective and owning that part and doing that shadow work that is taking the ring and tossing it in the fire yeah when i take like because Each one yes um yep. and and it can't see it can't see that as a uh, it it can only see the retaliation of pointing the finger at your neighbor and calling them names and othering them and putting all the darkness on them and ignoring the darkness within myself, it can only see that as the only option. And so it doesn't understand uh, the alternative, which, you know, I think is why we're fundamentally made of different stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's and where not better, but just different. right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, uh, when you realize when when I realized that, it's like, okay, so this is what it means to create and cultivate your own Rivendell, your own community. And it's not to exclude others from coming in. It's not no, it's 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 like a field that expands out outside of that narrative that you see all around, you know, that 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 the narrative, the the mind of metal that says tree beard, that mind of metal. Mm. No, when you step outside, then it's the mind of little things that grow and take time to grow and seeds and gardens and cultivating that. And then that sort of expands outward. And it, it's also an invitation. It brings healing in the field and it's an invitation for others. Others will come you know, to you, they will arrive because it, it's like the field itself will, uh, will, will kind of bring them in, you know, and, and they'll ask questions or, you know, and so it's a matter of this 
thing with yourself that you cultivate this this garden and then it expands into a wire field little by little because i'm a big believer in like the <laughs> the turning virtues of discipline and commitment and little by little um yeah just making a, begin- making a beginning and, is and all it takes building on that yes yeah. and, and not not giving up building up on that beginning and and you know cultivating that field and that field and then when someone approaches you know just being present <laughs> just being there and allowing them to be there as well that and then and the next thing you know there is there are communities arising and fields and and healing being done and medicine being shared and and you know Saren is over there with his eye being a dumbass <laughs> and then yeah. falls what without does he realizing do? what does he like, even oh, do all day? <laughs> what is that? You should yeah. remember when they put it in the movie? It was like the eye immediately when when it, the the ring, like he's like, oh shit! I go too late. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god! That's that's that moment. We're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So it's it's that. That's um. I like. He, uh, it reminds me of that chapter in uh, Sand Talk when Tyson Yunkaporta talks about um strange attractors yeah. be, be a strange attractor yeah um and for anyone that is having a hard time with that idea i can just say from my own experience that it's just it is true like what you're saying like the putting out that energy is the law of attraction yeah. Say what you want about it, but the energy that I put out is the energy that I that comes back to me. Well, and also th- I think a lot in terms of um, seeds and gardens and growing. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's what you sow, you will reap. You know what you what you plant and tend to is what you will reap. Nothing more, nothing less. That's it. That that's it. You know, you you tend to this garden, and if it's your 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 you know you're sowing and, and planting things that are der- derived from hate or from you know pointing at your enemy and stuff, it's gonna come. You know, that's what you're gonna get. People are gonna point at you too. People are gonna you know, and you're gonna find yourself constantly in conflict and conflict and conflict and conflict. I was like, why? Why? That's what you're sowing. Yeah. That's what you're sowing. It's as simple as that. So if you start planting seeds that are harmony, you know, and 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 healing and, and medicine and attending to the, the, the real healing work that needs to be done with the land, the spirits of the land and the animals and all that and our fellows as well. And and ancestors as well, you know. We we start doing that, then we're we're in a whole other place. We're just in a whole yeah. other place. It is a whole other place. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a pocket. It is like Rivendell because it's a pocket of, it's a pocket of that light in the midst of 
you know, a dark and uncertain world or, you know, however you want to put that. Like, yeah. So if, if, if everyone thinking about, you know, that tower and start each of, each of us, you know, throwing these rings in, in Mount Doom, um, kind of dissipates, you know, it breaks down and it kind of spreads and like crumbling, you know, and that's, that's a part where, you know, it's also a fortunate because it brings a lot of chaos and, and destruction because, you know, the whole thing, I mean, if you remember, you know, the whole thing just erupted and lava and fire and, you know, a bunch of chaos and Frodo and Sam almost died and the eagles came, you know, it's, it's not, it's not good. But, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, those structures coming down are gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of. It's gonna be a lot yeah. of collateral damage. Um, yeah, and that's you know that's, so that's where part of that's a part of also like reaping. Yeah, what's been like, like thinking about thinking about uh, hurricanes and bad weather uh it's like it brings a lot of destruction and it and it brings a lot of uh chaos and and you know trees come down and and houses and people are misplaced death but and then, you know, after, after the fact, you now we can start to tend and heal where it's needed, you know, then, um, another way of growing can be allowed to be. Well, it's, it makes me think too of, and if we're going to still go with the Lord of the Rings, cause I could do that all day. Like yeah. the discord of Melkor was part of the song as well like that's in creation yes. as well like this archon yes. is is here yeah for better or for worse that's yes. here and so just like kind of how it it's like a, a mirror it holds a mirror up to like these networks that we can form yes it also like you're saying like everyone comes together after the storm And it's just that duality, right? Um, yeah, that's why I said, that's why I emphasize we're not exempt. Our hands aren't clean. We're not exempt. We're not exempt from our own and our ancestral contribu contributions to all of this. And we're also not exempt from also having these um, these qualities of greed and and these um all these things um greed uh, power hungry yeah. um um warmongering all these qualities we we each have our own quote-unquote bad qualities you know we each have our own things that are not so beneficial to the field when taken out of right relation or out of harmony it's like the same thinking about the harmony of melkor 
um, that was also part of creation. It's finding that it's finding the harmony that's in that brings all of that into right relation with each other in conversation, you know, that everything is kind of flowing in harmony. And you don't really have a conversation if everyone's saying the same thing, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's hard because when you say something like that, it's almost like I don't want to cheapen it either, right? Because it's like there's a lot of suffering that comes too, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's, it's tough. Yeah. That's why I'm, but I also think, you know, like you said, we're none of us are exempt. And so, my thinking kind of there is like, yeah, I, I think obviously we are representatives of our ancestors here at this moment. Yeah. And if we were exempt, we probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. Like I am here because I'm not exempt. Like that's why I'm living through this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to put like blame on anybody, but like, it is just it's it's about responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Responsibility. It's not accountability, responsibility, all those boring words. And and <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it, all those boring Saturnian uh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's that's important. That's important in 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 finding healing throughout you know, throughout all the pain and suffering of centuries. Not that we're going to each bring healing for it all, but each one contributes in their own way to the wider uh, thinking about harmony. Each one contributes in their own way and how they will, um, how they will come into relation with that harmony and how they will uh, help um, sing their own harmony into it as well. But ideally and hopefully it, it's healing. And if not, well, we continue. We continue. You know, each one has their own their own journey. <laughs> to sound corny, each one has their own journey. I don't know. There's not really any other way to put it. Everything. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I can't. You know, we can't force like that idea of forcing people and proselytizing and preaching. It's like no, that's not. We're not. We're not there anymore. Like that was like a blip. <laughs> let's move on yeah you know i'm i'm responsible for me in a way you know in a way because there are many components that make me you know um the spirits that i walk with ancestors you know what i mean i'm responsible for for this field of that is me now and you know, as much as i can i can be you know that i can see or, or access and then from there, that's that's it, man. That's it. And then I help cultivate the garden and whoever wants to come contribute can. And, you know, especially thinking of my kid, I have I have a kid, you know, it's like it's the same idea. It's like I, I give these I share these lessons and tools of how, you know, but then again, when you grow up, you're going to make your own decisions, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like we invite to like we like inviting the free choice is so much more in line with 
well, just the way things work naturally, yeah. right? Like, yeah, allowing someone to make a free choice as opposed to like telling from top down. Exactly. How it exactly. Be. Don't do this, or or like fear mongering. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's not that's not that actually creates more bad relation. <laughs> yeah, it's got a cascade mm -hmm. effect too, right? Yeah. Like just... And then you know that affects everything how that person sees the world and engages with it. It's like a whole cascade effect. Yeah, that's it. That's a perfect um, phrase. Yeah. And it's not, it's not good. Um, so not, you know, not to change the subject, but I do want to hear about your deck. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Do you want to talk about yeah. that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, in 2000, so I'm just going to tell you the, the beginning. Here it is. Please. Awesome. Yeah. This is a prototype, so it's not. Um, but and the the audience won't be able to see, but she's holding up her beautiful. Oh deck yeah, yeah. I, well, everything. it's not. Um, it is. Uh, it looks. It would like to be published by a publisher. Um, yeah. I won't say a lot of details yet. Okay. Cool. But that. um. You know, it's like a conversation and stuff. That's yeah. But so hopefully, um, I'm not sure when. So basically, I'm getting is. to see it right now, but y'all aren't yet. Boohoo! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can see um, some images. Um, my newsletter. I have. So I. I guess I should say this now or at the end, of, like at the end of what I'm going to say now. But I'll say it now. So I have oh, a yeah. website. Um, I had a website that I ran for many years, um, and I did like readings and I talked about things, um, tarot reading, um, uh, all, all this sorts of stuff. Um, I talked about saints, uh, it's called mistandether.com. And, um, so that website sort of in 2019 went silent, uh, but I mean, it's like not silent in the sense I just stopped regular publication, like a blog, kept regularly, and then I went moved into newsletter. So I have a newsletter, um, and so that's where I share the cards. Uh, and so that's where I saw them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so they can they sign up for the newsletter at your site? How can they do yeah. that? Yes. Yes. You can go to the website. It's a, It's like a. I guess you can think of it as the portfolio. I left everything there. So all the posts where I kind of put them easily accessible, where I talk about the cards, because I went through an overview of the tarot. Um, uh, it's like um, the poetry of how I see the cards, I guess you could say. Um, I left that all there, and then I, I kind of classified it. I have a section where St. Cyprian-specific card reading, uh, and then tarot, uh, specifically the Marseille, um, not tarot, the, 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 the other esoteric kind, just the Marseille. Um, and um, so I have all that very nicely organized in the website, um, and you can sign up in the website as well. Um, there's several like links, the things, um, but that's where you can find the newsletter basically and the website. It's, it's kind of, I think it's accessible and easy to find. Um, 
I feel it is at least. <laughs> and um, so in 2019, it went silent, right? And it moved into newsletter. It was uh, several in late 2019, around November. And uh, it was sort of around because of the deck and the way I was feeling around it. I felt I had said everything I wanted to say formally, you know. Um, I did a whole lot of writing on the cards and my thoughts around the cards and reading. And I give several like tarot and dreams and how to do dream work with the tarot and stuff. And like several things. I felt like, okay, all my formal things I wanted to say about it. I think I've said it for now. That's how I, you know, that's how I felt. Like, okay, I've said it. So I moved into newsletter, which is more personal and not so formal. It's kind of open. And so that's where I've been in the newsletter. And, and that also coincided with the beginning of the deck. So, um, the beginning of the deck goes farther back. <laughs> um, when I started, um, I guess you could say my, um, I don't even know what the proper word is, relationship or relating with St. Cyprian. Um, God, I don't remember. I was in Washington State some years ago. Um, but I remember what started all. Um, when the book came out of uh, from Hadian Press, uh, The Sorcerer's Treasure, I found it in one of the bookstores there in, in Washington State. And I got it and I started reading that. That was wild. I read the whole thing. I mean, that changed my life completely. Reading that book changed my life. And from there, I started, um, uh, you know, approaching the saint and, and um, you know, kind of nurturing the relationship with the saint and St. Saint Justina and, and, and kind of cultivating like more focused cultivating my own thing that I do, you know, you say practice or the thing I do, you know, whatever it is, all the things that I do, I started, you know, looking at that and, and cultivating that. And in 2019, I, um, I had been through the years, always wondering through reading the social's treasure. And then I read other Cyprian books, um, mostly by Jose Lake Tao, if I'm frank. Um, uh, like all his publications and I always wondered in my head um, in my head I think in my body I wondered <laughs> somewhere <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered um, why had no one done a deck like a Lenormand deck but Iberian so Cyprian inspired right there's so many um, in all these little booklets and things related to St. Cyprian and the Iberian tradition and all the extensions from, from there, there's so many, there's a lot of sections that talks about card reading, also hydromancy reading, um, uh, water. Um, so what, and I thought, you know, and thinking about the Lenormand and tea leaves, the, the relation there, how Lenormand, you know, sort of arose somehow through tea leaf reading and all that. So I was like, why had no one done this? Why has no one done this? Um, and so in 2019, uh, the saint kept saying, well, well, you'll do it. And I'm like, come on, I don't know how to draw. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> I was like, do it. 
<laughs> and and so I kept like resisting for a while. In 2019, I thought, you know what, you know, if if late 2019, let's do it. Let's start. And so I started. Uh, I started drawing. <laughs> I didn't know that you. That that's when you started drawing. Yes. Wow. Oh, I did not yeah. know that you didn't know. Wow. Yeah. No, nothing. And uh, no, nothing. That's nothing. Really I mean, cool. I had drawn, I had taken, you know, art classes in high school. I took art in college. Sure. I've always had an interest, but I always thought it's that stupid tendency to perfection. I always dropped it because I thought, this is not what I want. Damn yeah. it. And I would I'm just not going to do this unless it's perfect. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> I that. have that. I have that too. <laughs> so I guess I needed the maturity of now. You know, when I approached it to be like, no, it's not about doing it perfect once. It's about doing it all the time and then building on that. And like just do, doing it, I think, is doing even it, more important. Exactly. <laughs> Every day. Doing it's, it the, all. It's, the, it, it's the art of, a, of, of, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, it's arriving. It's, it's what arising, arises in the continual doing of the thing every day. Dedication. Uh, commitment what arises from that and um so i started like i got um i just i joined a couple um kind of uh online classes uh and i got very serious like let me tell you when i when i say i'm gonna get serious about a thing it's 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 serious <laughs> so i got very serious into practicing every single day i mean every single day um, the, you know, the rules around drawing, around art, uh, form, uh, rendering form, uh, all of that, all of that. I got very, very serious. And I was like, because I need to make this deck and, you know, <clears throat> and then from there, I kind of did a rough draft of the initial stage of the deck with my initial drawing skills. <clears throat> and, um, and I kept building from there, from those initial stages. So I did, I've, my God, how much paper I, I used. I used regular paper, art paper. <laughs> and then since I'm very, like, um, I would reuse paper because I'm very uh, picky about wasting paper. Um, so I would reuse it and just kept practicing and practicing and kind of figuring out. I looked at... Uh, the Sorcerer's Treasure. I looked at um, I looked at several books, and then I looked at the Lenormand. So everything I did, I kind of I kind of looked at I, I it was like a web of comparisons that I had. I had the Lenormand, I had the Sibylla tradition of fortune telling, and um, which is uh, similar to Lenormand. It's playing cards that you just put, you know. And so, and then I had the Iberian uh, deck, the uh, Brica, um, the Spanish Brisca. And then I had all this, like, okay, how do I tie it all? And then because I wanted to create a deck as if it had already been there. You, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I wanted to answer the question of why had nobody done it? And I was in my head kind of doing, I guess, time travel magic. I don't know. Yeah, that's as really if cool. The deck had arisen then, you know? I, that's like the deck fits here. It always existed. I'm just bringing it out. 
that's that was my approach. And so I looked at uh, all I took, I made like a sheet, an Excel sheet of all the meanings of the cards in the Cyprian books that I found. So mainly Sorcerer's Treasure, Opus Pula Cipriani, and um, uh, God, and then the one that Jake Strang Kent did, a little booklet um, from Median Press. Um, just all those little things that I could find. And I did this one sheet with all the meanings and I started finding kind of like the main ones, the cohesion to create a narrative. Because I wanted to create a story. You know, the deck, should, for me, a deck has to have a story. So, so I took, if you're going to, because if you're not going to draw it, if it's just going to be like a Marseille deck, you know, you have four points, then the story is like, but if you're going to draw illustrations, if I'm going to draw illustrations, I want a story. I want it all to cohere in a coherent story where everything is in harmony. You know, this, this suit, is all in harmony with, you know, the suit of batons, the, the ace, the one, two, you know, the ace, the two, the three, the four, the five, they're all in harmony with, they tell a story. And then the other suit of coins, they tells a story. So, um, so I went through this Excel sheet and I kind of narrowed it down in meanings and I looked for a story. And uh, that's how I arrived here. And uh, after a lot of practice, a lot of pain in my hands, a lot of paper, <laughs> a lot of, of ink, um, it's uh, ink. Uh, so I drew it with um, pen and ink. So not so like old school steel nibs, like the steel nib kind. I don't know if you can see it like that with ink. Um, so, yeah. And because um, that's part of the story where it's it's been there in the past it's not you know it's been there um so that's how i arrived at right where it is now where it's complete like that <laughs> and so it's funny because i always say i was i always say and think to myself man just one yes just one yes you know like the saying was like well do it if you don't see it do it and just one yes, all it took is one yes. And now I'm drawing. Now I paint in oil. Like who I never in my wildest mind think I would be like painting and focusing on like I'm gonna paint and studying painting and light and form and how that works in oil, you know. So yeah, that's where I am. So that we have the deck and it's a uh, pen and ink, black and white. Um, not, not all black and white because I did the, the suits are colored. So the coins are golden. Uh, the batons are brown, like a brisca, like a, a Spanish brisca. The swords are steel bluish, kind of light blue steel looking, um, like a brisca, like a Spanish, um, basically Spanish playing cards. And, uh, Yeah. That's how I arrived here in 2022 with a complete deck. It was, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea of one yes. It can lead Just to one yes. so many places, right? Yes. Yeah. Just one yes. Just one yes. I will do it. Okay. Let's do it. Let's play. Let's play. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's see That's what a happens. Good way to put it. Yeah. And 
Yeah, I can't. I can't believe it that I'm done because it, it. I mean, there were moments where I'm like, this is, you know, where I was. I'm very hard on myself, and you know, I, I sometimes I don't treat myself well. I'm like, oh God, everything I do is crap. <laughs> you know, all this like, yeah, I understand all this that. babiness, and uh, and there are moments where I'm like, I can't finish this. I cannot. It's not going to look perfect, or it's not this. And it's like, well, well, it's it's done. It's done. That's this is it. It's done. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Hopefully we'll see where it goes with the publication. Hopefully, I don't know, next year. I kinda wanted it to be this year, but we'll see. Maybe early next year. We'll see. But I'll definitely let everyone know in the newsletter. <laughs> yeah. Everyone make sure to sign up. Very cool. So we talked about two hours. Um, do you have anything else that you want to add here at the end? Um, definitely go to missandether.com, right? Yep. Um, nice. sign up for the newsletter. You can read stuff there. Anything else that you want to kind of mention? No. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think, um, I can't think of anything right now. I'm just talking here. That's um, good. That means we, 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 touched it all think about our gardens and cultivate our gardens (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) yes i like it do you experience weird shit Do your parents not like to tell their friends about what you do in the woods? Do you make more friends in a graveyard than you do at a party populated by living humans? Do you have interactions with beings that are not strictly considered human? Do other people look at you like you're crazy when you mention talking to trees in casual conversation? If you fist pumped or even just answered yes to any of these questions, you may be a nightbird. So let's sing together. If you'd like to come on the show and flap your gums with me, share your stories, or just talk about the malleable nature of reality for a while, then send me an email at tim at nightbirdpodcast.com. That's tim at nightbirdpodcast.com. I'd love to have you on the show. But until then, I gotta fly. But before I go, let me say this. Remember, you are never alone. I believe you.